Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, When I Grow Up, all about the stuff we wish we knew when we were younger. And today is a super special episode because I'm not by myself. I'm here with a dear friend, Shay, who is also a chiropractor, business owner, just life pivoter. I mean, the list goes on, but I'm so excited to have her here today and want to just welcome you. Thanks so much, Kelsey. Uh, My name is Shay Kramer, and I am a chiropractor, and we have a couple offices, one in Dallas and one in Seattle, and Kelsey's a dear friend of mine, so I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Yeah, I think we have a couple different topics in mind, but we're just going to flow and see Mm -hmm. what comes up. (laughs) But in general, I think just this idea of, you know, it's COVID times, and it's a stressful time for people. I think chiropractic fits into that conversation in a way that most people probably don't expect. So let's just start there. Overall, what's your approach to chiropractic, and how do you think that fits into the overall just health of a human being? Yeah, that's a great question. So through chiropractic, we know that our bodies are designed to be healthy um, and to heal efficiently and to be resilient. Um, But there are certain things that we need to do to take care of our body to maintain that state. Um, And we are faced with so many stresses on a daily basis, uh, being physical stresses, chemical stresses, emotional stresses, of course, pandemic stresses. uh, And these can start to add up in our body and make us less resilient over time. And so through chiropractic care, we address imbalances in the nervous system and the spine that cause us to be less resilient and we correct those with very specific adjustments so that our bodies can be stronger in the long run. I love that and I I think that's important for people to know because there's a lot of just preconceived notions with chiropractic mm-hmm. so and I know you have past patients and probably current patients who started off that way maybe with an you know, a a certain idea of what chiropractic is. So what would you say to that person who has either a a negative experience or thinks they know what it is, but maybe they're wrong? (laughs) Totally. You know, I pretty much ask people to kind of forget everything that they know about chiropractic coming into the office um, because so many people have this preconceived notion that it's for neck pain, back pain, and what we do after car accidents. And where we're really really helpful through those scenarios, and we love helping people through aches and pains, um, we know that adjusting the spine can influence so much more about our health and well-being. And so it really starts with a lot of education on the human body and how it works and how chiropractic plays an important role in that. And for you, how did you get to this point where this is your career? What's your story with Yeah, totally. So I knew from a really young age that this is what I wanted to do with my life. Um, Growing up, my brother and I were just pretty sick kids. You know, common for me was strep throat chronically, and my younger brother had chronic ear infections, and he was scheduled to have the surgery to put tubes in his ears to help them drain better, which is very common for kids with chronic ear infections. And before following through with that, someone mentioned 
um, to take him to the chiropractor first. And even though my parents were very skeptical of it, they decided to give it a shot. And once they started getting him adjusted, his ear infections cleared up. He never had surgery to put tubes in his ears and he really never suffered from ear infections again. So I was around 12 years old at the time. And that's when I decided that this is what I wanted to do, that more families needed to know that this is an option, um, that chiropractic should be first, not last, uh, and that we could have a lot healthier families moving forward if that was the case. And then fast forward, you go to college. And if I remember right, you said like your undergrad was kind of wrapped into your Mm -hmm. doctor program. Is that true? Yes. So we, I kind of did a fast track program to get into the chiropractic portion as quickly as I could. So I moved down to Atlanta, Georgia and went to Life University and great chiropractic program. Um, Really had a great experience there. Also met my husband, which was really great. Um, And that's where I finished my education and graduated when I was 23. Um, And then we moved to Dallas and opened up our own business. And I know the answer, but this is a good story. How did you end up in Dallas? Well, (laughs) that is a good story. It was really kind of a shot in the dark. Um, My husband is from the Pacific Northwest up in Seattle, and I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And in my mind, I was headed straight for the beach somewhere in Florida when I graduated, and he was headed straight to the Northwest, and that clearly wasn't going to work if we were going to be together. Um, And so through a series of events and traveling to Texas to go to a wedding, we ended up landing in Dallas, landlocked with no mountains, opposite of what both of us wanted. Um, But it was a really great experience, and uh, we just, we, we now love Dallas, so... And he's a chiropractor too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we met in chiropractic school. He moved from Seattle down to Atlanta for the grad school program. And that's where we met. And we were on the same course. So we were kind of in the same classes and the same groups um, and graduated around the same time as well. And you jumped right into opening a business after graduating. We sure did. <laughs> he was more into it than I was. He definitely wanted to open our own business. And I was a little bit apprehensive about it. Um, but we were doing things together. So we rolled with it and we moved to Dallas and signed a lease on an office space, committed to five years right off the bat, had no idea what we were doing, had no connections in the community, knew absolutely nobody, had no business experience under our belt. Um, And so it was a lot of trial and error. (laughs) I think that's our first pit stop. What advice would you give to that version of you when you're just starting with literally no experience? Totally. I would really invest more of myself into finding great mentors. Um, we had, we did have really great mentors at the time, but I don't think that we put enough um, effort into asking the right questions. So I think a lot of what your experience is when you first open a business is you don't know the right questions to ask. And so we would come to a, a roadblock and we wouldn't even know which way we needed to go. And having the right mentors who could have spoken into us prior to that so that we knew what we were walking into would have been really beneficial. Um, And so we just didn't know the right questions to ask. And so I think that leading up to opening your own business, you need to find people who have been there, done that in the same circumstances as you and really pick their brain and take as many notes as possible so that you're not caught off guard when things happen. Yeah, I think especially in that model where chiropractic, people have chiropractic offices. It's not a new thing. You're just putting your spin on an existing model that exists. So there are people who are further down the road that are available to find, right? Yeah, totally. Um, And more things evolved as we went on. Um, This was kind of pre-internet mastermind era. So (laughs) it was a little bit different of experience, I think, because of that. Um, But we made it work. We made it happen. And it just took a lot of footwork. And yeah, it's good. How... 
how was the growth in those early days? Like, when did you start hiring and when did you start hitting some actual milestones you had sought out for the company? Mm -hmm. That's a great question, too. So we held off on hiring because my husband and I were both in the office. And so we just operated as a team of two for a pretty long time. And then we hit this point where we definitely outgrew um, two employees, which were ourselves. We needed to hire. And so we had to scale back a little bit so we could build a team. Uh, And so there was a huge learning curve there for us because we hadn't had staff once we got to the position where we absolutely needed it, it was a little bit tough finding the right people and building that team. Um, but I really think through our own experiences, it's helped us be an even better um, team managers because we've made all the mistakes. Any of the mistakes you can make, we made them. And so now we really know how to hire and how to build a team culture that works for our office um, and what our goals are. And how big's the team now? Uh, we have three people in Dallas at that office and two people here in Seattle. So. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna gloss. We're not gonna gloss <laughs> over. How does the Seattle office fit into that story? Yeah. So, like I said at the beginning, my husband really wanted to move back to Seattle um, when we were first graduating, and I was very resistant to the idea. Um, but when we had our engagement photos done, we had them done in a little area called Green Lake, which is in North Seattle. And I told him, I said, if I ever moved to Seattle, I would consider Green Lake, but that is it. And that was back in 2010. And fast forward a little bit, my roommate from chiropractic school, she had opened an office here in Seattle with her husband and around 2018 decided that she wanted to move back to New York to be closer to her side of the family. And she had mentioned to me that she was going to sell her Green Lake office. And I looked at my husband and I said, this is the universe speaking. We have to buy this office. And so a couple weeks went by and we bought an office in Seattle and I moved up with two and a half suitcases. That's crazy. (laughs) And how was the Dallas office at that point? Was that like a pretty big risk for you to pull out and do that? You know, we were at a point where we were ready to make a big move. And so... We kind of say that we were complacent at that point, just meaning that we could have kept that wheel turning the way that it was turning forever and been content and happy, but we knew that there could be something more too, and we didn't want to miss the opportunity at a chance for growth. And so the Seattle opportunity came to us at the right time, right place, um, and we just kind of rolled with it, which is how we handle most of our big decisions. (laughs) I... and. I'm very impressed that you have that trait because I saw that transition so quickly and it's just cool that it's worked out and been, yes. but there's no way you would have known that in the moment, which is really cool. Mm-mm. How was it taking over someone else's practice versus starting something yourself like you did with your husband? Yeah, totally. It's a way <laughs> different experience. So um, part of the reason why I knew it would go smoothly with this office in Seattle is because the previous owner was my roommate and we have masterminded amongst each other um, and answered a lot of each other's questions and helped ourselves through businesses together. And so I was really familiar with the office and it was already in the niche that I work with, which is prenatal and pediatric. Uh, And so I anticipated it being a smooth transition. Um, And then also she stayed on with the practice for a couple weeks when I first moved up to help introduce me to people. And so that was very helpful too. And when I got up here, I just knew that I was gonna have to hit the ground running. And so I did whatever it took. It was much different than our situation in Dallas because in Dallas we moved there and we didn't know a soul. There was nothing on the ground moving for us. We had to build momentum from ground zero. And that is one of the toughest things that I've ever done. And 
I don't miss that <laughs> phase of life. <laughs> yeah, literally just setting up your little lemonade stand, hoping people mm-hmm. come by. And, yeah. Hey, we're new here. Yeah. Come get adjusted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have PTSD from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. So another question I have, because I know you've really built up the social media of the Dallas office from literally nothing, and you've obviously taken over the Seattle office. What What's some advice you have around marketing and how to get your name out there? So, yeah, that's a great question, too. We really like to just be involved with our community. So I like to spotlight people who uh, we refer to or that refer to us um, and really build connections within the community Um, and obviously interacting with our current patients and patients who are possibility patients. And so um, that's been something that's been really helpful. And just staying fun and active has been very important for growing our social media accounts, too. Yeah, and... You also have a side business on top of all these businesses. Do you want to talk about that just a little bit? Sure. So we have a little side hustle called Kramer's Corner Beans. So my husband comes from a family who they adore pickled foods. Um, And he got a wild hair one day and decided he was going to create the world's best pickled green beans. Um, And so he started perfecting this recipe and we would bring it out when friends and people would come over and people loved it. Uh, and so on a whim, we decided we would try to sell them at the farmer's market and it really took off. And so now we have this side business called Kramer's Corner Beans. It's been a little, on a little bit of a pause through COVID, um, but we are currently in the works for a co-packer and rebuilding um, that business too. So, How the heck do you juggle all of this? That's a good question. A lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and surrounded with friends yeah. that are as half crazy as me. Yeah, so it's just the norm. It's the baseline. No, I really think that that is just uncommon, but in an admirable way. And he's still in Dallas, and we're in Seattle. So, yeah, how do you do it? Yeah, so when we first took over the Seattle office, you know, we had plans on how we wanted it to look and how we wanted it to go. And we knew that 2019 would be a, a big building year for us, and that 2020 we would hopefully make some big decisions. But obviously 2020 came and it looked radically different than we expected. Um, so we kind of put our decisions on the back burner, um, and have just been waiting this out and hopefully in 2021 we'll make some of our next big moves, but we still don't know what that looks like and we're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just speaks to the type of people that you are and the strong relationship you guys have. Totally. And I think that that's something that we've had conversations between the two of us is that it's kind of how we are that we, wait for the right moment and the right decision to to happen and we just go for it um we're not really big like five-year planners or this is what i'm gonna do next so it's just how we roll what's it like being married to not only another entrepreneur but one that you do business with yeah so that has that's tough for a lot of people and for us we were you know we met in grad school and we were on the same course and so we were already with each other most hours of the day because in chiropractic school it's like 7 a.m to 5 p.m in classes and so it's pretty intense um and so I think that kind of set the groundwork for our relationship as far as that goes but then when we moved to Dallas and opened the office together you know we had a lot of learning to do as far as setting boundaries when it comes to being entrepreneurs and building a business together and so there were a lot of ups and downs um but overall we wouldn't trade it for anything we really love working together and um being each other's cheerleaders um and so this is just a different way that we're doing that now since we're, we're in separate offices and this has been fun too and um yeah that's that's so cool you and I before or just non-podcast times have talked about 
like mindset and podcasting and books and just different ways to get business support, where did you start to seek that kind of support in your entrepreneurial journey and where did you turn to? You know, one of the very first influential books that I read was called The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and he has since passed on, but I highly recommend that book. Um, And it really just talked about constructing your thoughts and how much your mind plays a role in the outcome of your life. And I read that book prior to going into chiropractic school. It was really the catalyst for what got me there. And once we were in chiropractic school, um, it's more of the norm through that grad school program to read business books and they would bring in speakers and um, where we didn't learn really how to run a business in chiropractic school, uh, you know, students were interested in that information. And so just staying plugged in um, and reading as much as we could was really helpful. Yeah, I think when you have like a specific service that you do or a doctor, a certain credential you do, a lot of times you become this accidental entrepreneur. You're passionate about the work you do, you're a specialist in your field, and then the natural place to go is to open your own office, and then it's like, crap, I I have all this education on how to be a doctor, but I don't have all the support on how to be a business owner. So I'm Mm -hmm. always curious when someone does both well, like, why do you think that is? Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I think is important is that in the beginning, in my mind, I thought I need to know the higher ups, right? I need to know the big people. I need to be involved in, you know, big people and the voices in the community, etc. But what I've really learned over the years is that what really matters is your inner circle. So I think we have inner circles when it comes to our friendships, but we also have inner circles when it comes to business building. And I think that it's not necessarily the higher up people that we need on our team. It's the small people around you that are going to Um, talk you up to you know other people in the community and cheer you on and promote you and you're going to do that vice versa for them and then you create this bond um, that has a great reputation in the community and I think that that realization for me was really an important moment yeah it's kind of the whole those little daily habits and those little interactions add accumulate over time and add up over time totally so with COVID this last year, ah, ah. Um, I want to know, like, how was your business impacted and how have you had to make some pivots along the way? Yes. So, like I said, I have a chiropractic office up here in Seattle. And once lockdown hit, we immediately dropped about 50%, which was crazy and had no idea what that was going to turn into or look like. Um, I know a lot of offices that shut down, a lot of businesses were required to shut down. So I'm very grateful that we were allowed to, we were an essential business so we could remain open. Um, But it required building a lot of trust in our community that we were a safe space to come to. Um, And also being strong in our message that chiropractic supports your well-being. And in a time where everyone is very fearful of getting sick, we need to make sure we're being equally, if not more, mindful of what keeps us well. And I knew that chiropractic, people needed chiropractic for that reason. And so I committed myself that I would show up for my community and my patients and be here for them um, to provide the services that they need. Well, and another crazy thing is that you have also grown. I mean, when did the... I know that your business has also grown, but when did that start to happen in this timeline? Yeah, you know, we were, we broke down about 50% in the beginning and then through the summer it was pretty slow. And I would say in the fall it started picking back up, but here in the new year we've been on a major growth trajectory. So we've had to expand our hours again, which has been really nice and fun um, for the office and just helping more people. We really love that. How do you think people are finding you? You know, I think mostly through 
referrals from current patients or people in our professional community and then a lot on social media really yeah yeah I think that is common for a lot of businesses and especially just speaks to the slow and steady and just consistency building relationships is really the foundation of all of that stuff if you don't put in the work and building connections with people who would be a great referral and showing up on social media and all that stuff then people aren't going to know to find you. Mm -hmm. Totally. And when I first moved up here to Seattle, I um, immediately found some really great groups um, to get involved with that were really helpful in connecting me more with the community. And just, you know, for me personally, building relationships with people, um, both friendship and professional wise was really important and helpful. I love that. Okay. Any other advice you would give to younger Shay in any chapter? (laughs) Ooh, great question. Younger Shay, I would recommend um, to not be so stressed out. I've always <laughs> been just the type that freaking out about if I'm going to make a current current goal or in school, if it's going to do well in this class, when we open the business, if our business is going to survive. And looking back, you know, everything always works out. Um, and I think that I wasted a lot of Um, energy on emotions that did not serve me well. And so I think recognizing emotions and properly dealing with them is something that's very important and something that you need to know how to handle prior to becoming an entrepreneur. That's so true. What are some tips and ways you kind of deal with that now? So for me, I have um, routines that really help me. So exercise is something that's very important to me. Um, Being consistent with reading, um, writing goals, and Also, I'm a very social person, so I need to have connections with people um, in my community. And just talking it out with people who are kind of in the same phase of life, other people who are entrepreneurs as well, has been really helpful. I love that. Yeah, I am just so thankful for you and your time. And I just love how unique your story is because you have this whole component of basically you sell a service that people either love and already know about or people have no idea the benefits of and how you manage that in such a graceful way is really admirable. Thanks, Kelsey. Yeah. So thank you for hanging out with me. Is there any um, extra promotion you want to do for your two businesses? Let's make sure to direct people to the right places. Yeah, so our office in Seattle is Tree of Life Chiropractic. Um, You can find us on Instagram or on Facebook. And then our office in Dallas is Revolution Chiropractic. We're on the north side of Dallas. So follow us there, and we'd love to take care of you or people in your family um, and our social media for that office is just revolution chiropractic so yeah we'll have all the links in the show notes so you can catch them out there and yeah i think that's awesome. everything thank Thanks you for, for hanging me. yeah great day yeah thank you guys and i'll catch you next week on the next episode and that's a wrap thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of when i grow up with your host kelsey aka me as always i love what i do and it's because of you be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up. <laughs>